Your life journey is about learning to become more of who you are. Your journeys aren't necessarily for you, it's for everyone else, everyone else. You gotta set yourself up to win, to win. It's attainable for you, but you have to work for it, work for it. Whatever you're best at, do that. Surround yourself with the other three or four pillars. Through perseverance, determination, you can achieve anything. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Passion, Purpose, Impact. I'm your host, Angie Toussaint, with a solo episode. And today we're talking about how to stop being overwhelmed. If you're one of those people that say you have way too much going on, you feel anxious, you feel like you're never getting anything done, you feel like you're overwhelmed and your mind is racing because you have so much going on in your life, well, today's episode is for you because I'm going to talk about the five things that you should stop doing today to help you stop being overwhelmed. And those are the, some of the things that I've done over the years to actually stop me from being overwhelmed when I have too much going on. But before we get into that episode, I just want to ask for a special favor. The first one is that you subscribe to Passion, Purpose, Impact. If you've been listening to the show and you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of Passion, Purpose, Impact, please subscribe because that allows you to be notified whenever we have a new episode on the show. And of course, new episodes are uploaded every Monday. The second thing I'm going to ask you to do is to rate Passion, Purpose, Impact and leave a review on iTunes that allows more people to find us on iTunes. And the third thing I'm going to ask you to do is to share this episode with a friend or family member. Don't be stingy. Go ahead and share Passion, Purpose, Impact with your friends and your family and allow more people to hear what you're hearing and get what you're getting on Passion, Purpose, Impact. So let's dive straight into today's episode. Once again, I'm talking about how to stop being overwhelmed. Now, this episode actually hits home, and I'm going to tell you why in a moment. Um, I work in public relations for a major resort that's a part of a larger resort chain on the island. And in my work in public relations, our department is responsible for the local, internal, and external public relations. We're responsible for staff relations as well as the foundation um, the nonprofit organization that is um, a part of the company. So our department manages, again, PR, staff relations, and the um, company's foundation. All of that is ran through the public relations department. So at any given time, we are juggling five, six different projects. And sometimes they're small projects, they're monthly projects that you're able to do. And, you know, there's no second thought because, you know, you've been doing it for you know, it's like second nature. You've been doing it for so long. And sometimes you have major projects like multi-million dollar production shoots that you're on the ground handling logistics. You're doing award shows. You're doing, you know, staff events and staff programs. And it can be a lot. Um, and the first time I started dealing with being overwhelmed was I remember last year we uh, were uh, getting ready to open up two big projects for the foundation. It was a year after, or almost a year after Hurricanes um, Maria um, and um, Maria, and I can't remember the name of the other hurricane, but two big hurricanes, it's just strange, I can't remember the names right now, um, had hit the islands and it really devastated the schools. And we were in charge of of constructing a new computer lab and a new library for two different schools. Now, both of those projects were due to be open at the same time. The library project was a project that was being worked on even before I came on uh, on, on with the resort. However, um, the hurricane had delayed that project and we had to basically start that all over. So we had gotten to the roof of the library and was doing all of the internal work. And then the hurricane hit and we started that 
that project from scratch. And the computer lab project was basically a, a particular area of the school that was damaged. And we took on that to repair that building, repair the roof, donate computer labs. There's so many great things that we were able to do, but both projects were due at the same time on top of your daily work. And part of that project being due, um, and one of the things that we had to do with opening weekend was not only get those schools get those two projects um, ready to be open, but we had to get them ready for the press. We had to get them ready for our directors. And again, they're both happening on the same weekend. And it's so funny because I remember it was the weekend that I decided that that I, I think I was just finishing up doing my blog. I think I was on, I went away for a few days. There was a lot of things happening in my personal life, but there was a lot of things happening at work. And I remember just coming back, just feeling so overwhelmed about the amount of work that had to be done to get this um, building open, um, literally working um, my regular Monday through Friday and showing up on a Saturday morning with the project manager and making sure that we uh, we have the right color paint and changing doors and doing all of that last minute work and just feeling like, my goodness, when is this work going to end? Um, and that was the, the first time. And there's been so many other times, again, where we're doing production shoots and doing so many things. And I have work that I'm managing and I have personal life that I'm managing. And for me personally, I love the rush when there's a lot going on. But again, sometimes it can be a little too much. So what do you do when you're that person, you're in the position where you have a lot going on. You have multiple projects, you have personal, you have professional life, you have your spiritual life, all of this that you're trying to juggle, but it seems like it's too much. Like you feel overwhelmed. You feel anxious. You're not sure if you're even making progress in your personal life. So let's talk about how to stop getting overwhelmed and how to get over it today. One of the first steps is to stop and evaluate. So one of the first things that I do when I start to feel overwhelmed with a particular project is I walk away. Like if I'm sitting at my computer and I realize that I've been typing and I've been writing and I've been making calls and I've been sending emails, yet I still feel like I'm not getting anything done, I just get up and I walk away. Like I, I mean, of course, unless it's, you're in the process of sending a very urgent email, then I urge you not to get up and walk away. But I mean, if you're doing something and again, you've been toiling at, away at it for weeks and months, again, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not making any progress, just get up and walk away. Literally just put the pen down, put the laptop down, close the computer if you have to, turn off your phone if you have to, just get up and walk away for a moment. Not forever, but for a moment and give yourself some time to breathe and, and get some fresh air and get some new energy in your blood. Evaluate what you have going on. So sometimes I find that when I get overwhelmed is I find that what happens is that um, I'm overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work that I have to get done, but I'm also overwhelmed in my mind. Like my mind is racing and I can't figure what needs to be done first, what needs to be done second, and how to put all the pieces together. And so I'm running crazy in my mind because I'm frantic now because I know this work is due. It has to be done at a particular time. And my day-to-day -day task, I'm running around because I'm running behind project A, project B, project C, and all the to-do list that has to go with all of these projects. And so now I'm, you're, you're in this space where you're anxious because you're not sure if the work is getting done. And what that tends to do is you're less productive. And so if you're in that process, as you're doing something and you realize you're not really making progress, there's too much going on, you feel like you can't handle it, give yourself a, a, a moment. If you have to go take a lunch break, if you have to you know, just take a break from expending energy and giving your all at this time, walk away and evaluate what you have going on. Walk away and just go look at the big picture, okay? So what is it that we have to accomplish? We have to 
um, have this project or we have to have this this website complete by this particular date. And, you know, this is what we have to do. Let's leave it for now. Let's walk away for now. Okay. The second thing I'm going to ask you to do is prioritize your tasks. So find out what the most important thing is and let's do that first. Um, I love keeping a to-do list, but what I found with a to-do list is that although it's great because it helps you take action and everything that you have to do. But what I found with the to-do list is that I had a to-do list and at the end of the day, I still had a to-do list. And first thing in the morning, I still had a to-do list. The next day, the next week, there's always a to-do list that it just, the to-do list is never done. It's never done. You know, yeah, I will cross off a particular task, but there was always something else that needed to get done. It, it felt like I was, I was never done with my work and that gave me anxiety within itself. It felt like I always had something to do and it was never done. So what I started doing is I started prioritizing my task and yes, that's how it's supposed to happen on your to-do list. But let me explain to you when I say prioritize my task. What I started doing is what I started doing is I started doing a do by calendar. So for example, this week I had a do this week and I had a list of five major things that had to be done this week. Now, of course, under those things required a long to-do list of actions that had to be taken to get those things done. But instead of looking at a to-do list with 30 items or 30 tasks that had to be ticked off, I was able to look at five big tasks or five big projects that I had to get done and tick those off as I went about the day. And I found that I was able to get them done each within a day or within a few hours. And it was just a matter of checking it off. And so it didn't feel as big as a, again, a 30, a two page task of to-do list. Okay. And once I broke it down like that, again, I was able to check it off. And then I had a, I have a do next week. So next week I'm excited because I'm working on another uh, mini project that I haven't been able to find the time to get off the ground because there's been so much going on. But now that I did the whole do this week and I was able to check everything off the, the, the box for last week. Now, next week I come in with a clean slate and I can start working on those projects. And I have do first week of April is another set of projects. So instead of focusing so much on your to-do list, start focusing on your major tasks, start prioritizing what is due now and start working on those things. Now, what I find is that a lot of times when we have too many projects going on at the same time, you can sometimes get lost in doing a to-do list by working on things that aren't a priority at the moment. And before you know it, you're working on what is not important now and what is important when it becomes urgent. Um, well, most of you, if you've read the seven um, habits of highly successful people, it talks about doing important things now. So when you leave the important things for last, what happens is those important things become urgent. And then when they become urgent, then you have an anxiety, you're rushing, you're trying to get it done and you're missing that deadlines. And what the seven habits of highly successful people tell you is that you do important things now. And that's one of the things I've been able to do now with my do this week calendar is that I'm putting important things first. So I'm not just focusing on a to-do list of 30 tasks that needs to get done. Sometimes those tasks are sending emails that I don't need to send right now or making a phone call that I don't need to do right now because it's going to take, you know, that phone call can turn into a long conversation that can take 10 minutes of my day, or that email is going to take important energy and focus away from me that I could be using to work on something else or, you know, going to see someone about something that that leaving the office to go see 
someone or to go to have a conversation with someone about something that can be done over the phone or that can be done elsewhere. You know, that is taking important time, important energy away from me where I can use it elsewhere. So what do I need to get done today? What do I need to get done now that is important, right? And what can wait another day? What can wait till next week? What do I have to really work on right now? And when I started doing that, I realized that, you know, there are a lot of things that I was trying to get done all in one day. Again, I had a a to-do task of 30, 40 things that had to get done in one day that really didn't have to get done today. I can put those off for another week. I can put those off for another two weeks. And it's not that you're putting it off as if you're procrastinating on it, but it's not important at this time. And so don't take on too much at the same time. Put important things first. So that means things that are important, things that are priority, things that have due dates, things that are that are on a deadline that has to be done at a particular date or a particular time. Get those done first. The other thing I'm going to say is work smarter, not harder. Now that's a lesson. I am still learning. I'm still learning how to work smarter and not harder. And I say that because I'm a very passionate person. And when I get involved with something, I tend to take it personal. You know, I, I am invested in the outcome. I am invested in, um, in the return that that project has. And because of that, it takes a lot of me. Um, I like to give my all when I'm involved with a particular project. I, you know, I've said before, I've dealt with perfectionism and that is not always a great thing because what happens when you're dealing with perfectionism is you feel like you have to go the biggest, the grandest, the greatest idea in the world that you want to execute. And what I find is that the greater, bigger doesn't always mean, mean better. Um, having a bigger event doesn't always mean better. Having a lot of moving parts to an event doesn't always make it better. Making something more complicated doesn't always make it better. Um, you know, the key to success a lot of times is simplifying your day, simplifying what you have going on. And so what a lot of people do, well, let's do this. Let's add that to it. And on the outside, on the surface, it looks great. But internally, you're the one now that has to do the heavy lifting. You're the one that now has to do the work. And so one of the things I will employ you to do is to start finding better systems to getting the work done. So the key here is to work smarter, not harder. So we're not looking at putting, we're looking at how to be resourceful. We're looking at how to expend less energy, less money, less resources, but getting more output. So how to be more efficient in everything that we do. How do you work smarter and not harder? So it's it's okay to be passionate about a project. It's okay to fall in love with the project. It's okay to give your all. I admire people who are passionate about what they do and they're willing to put their best foot forward and they're not just paying lift service. But you have to remember that, you know, working smarter, you have to remember to be more efficient and more resourceful in everything that you do. The other thing I'm going to say is you have to learn to delegate. So who can you share the workload with? Again, being a person who who takes my work very personal, being a person who's very passionate about what they do, sometimes I like to hoard the work. I like to keep it close to me because I have this feeling that Um, people are not going to do it the way that I want to do it. Um, And I I can be a very impatient person sometimes where I feel like if I do it myself, I'll do it the way that I want to do it. I'll get it done how I want to do it. I'll be more passionate about it. So the last two steps are also things that I'm, I'm still in the process of learning, but learning to delegate is very important. Okay. It shows that you trust the people that you're working with. And it also shows leadership on your part. If you're the one that always has to do something, then, then that means that you're playing with the wrong team. If you're the one that has to come up with the idea, execute the idea, stand there and make sure that people are being welcomed at the door, stand there and sending out invites, stand there and be the one that's cleaning up when it's all done. Then not only are you not being an effective leader, but you're not effectively using the people around you and the talent that you have, the creativity that you have, the the drive that you have is not being 
put to its best use because you want to keep yourself in a position where you are at your best use. I remember going to a conference led by Dr. Miles Monroe one year where he was talking about leadership. And he said, if you're the one that has to do everything, if you feel like I can't take a vacation because if I take a vacation, nothing's going to get done. I can't leave the work because if I leave the work, nothing is going to get done. Then, you know, there's something wrong when you are a part of the team and you're the only person that can get the work done the way that you do it. Sure, you're probably going to be the only person that's as passionate about it. You may be the one that has a vested interest in it because maybe it was your idea or your brainchild. Um, So I understand that part. But the key is to have people that are around you that can be just as great or they can provide support in their area. So maybe you don't need to do everything, but you have people in key areas to do the heavy lifting with you so that you're not the one that's being stretched from left and right. And you're actually delegating and working with the team and there's a proper system in place. So those are the things that you can start doing. And a bonus tip I'm going to say is um, give yourself a break between projects. Don't jump from one project to the next when your mind is still processing the last thing that you did. So the one thing you're going to do is when you're doing different projects is give yourself maybe a 20 or a 30 minute break. Maybe you can use this time to go to lunch. Maybe you can use this time to, I don't know, catch up on a show, call an old friend. What I tend to do in my break period is I try and do an activity that involves using as little energy and creativity as possible. So I'm talking about maybe I just want to sit down and I want to watch crappy YouTube for 30 minutes, or maybe I want to sit down and I go on Instagram and just scroll for 30 minutes, or maybe I want to take a nap. Now, if you're at work, some of these things may not work for you, but maybe it's just getting up and just walking around for 30 minutes just to clear your head and give yourself some time to process before you jump into a next project. I find that it's very important for you to have clarity about what you want to do before you jump before you jump into it. And if you're going to be switching from project to project throughout the day, if you're in a situation where you can't focus on one thing at the same time, because you have so many things going on, give yourself a quick break between those projects before jumping from one thing to the next. And the last thing I'm going to say, this is a double bonus tip. Busy doesn't always mean productive. So Sometimes we have a lot going on and we feel like we're getting a lot done, but I want you to start evaluating what your weeks look like. So at the end of the week, what did you accomplish? If you cannot give me a specific goal, I'm not talking about a long to-do list of 50 things that you did for the week. I'm talking about specific measurable goals that you can say this week, I accomplished this. Next week, I plan to accomplish that. If you don't have that going for you, then I believe that you're more busy than productive. And that's not for me to get on you, but that's for you to kind of evaluate your current processes and to see how you can change that. So having a lot going on doesn't always mean you're productive. Being so busy that you never even have time for yourself is not always a great sign that you know, you, you're, you're making progress or you're successful. Sometimes that is a sign of our lack of time management and our lack of self-awareness. So if you have so much going on and you're always busy, you're always tired, you're always tied up with something, start to evaluate where you're investing your time and see how you can use your time more effectively and see how you can start being more productive instead of being busy. So before we close out, I want to just recap the five steps again on how to stop being overwhelmed. Number one, you want to stop and evaluate your why. Stop, walk away, take a step back, back up. All right. Leave the work alone. Put the pen down, close the computer, 
Leave it alone, okay? Evaluate your situation. See what's happening around you. Figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish and just take a moment for yourself. Then step number two I'm gonna say is prioritize your time, okay? Put the first things first. Start doing the things that are important today. Do the things that are important now. Have a do this week calendar that you know what's due today, what's due this week, what's due next week, what's due the following week. Yes, we love our to-do lists. And again, they help us take action. But I find that a to-do list is not always the most effective way of getting things done because you're focusing on tasks instead of goals. The third thing is you're going to work smarter and not harder, okay? Don't be like your girl over here, all right? Don't give yourself more work to do, but figure out how to simplify the work that you're doing. Figure out how to put systems in place that's gonna make things easier for you. And when you do that, you can take on more because I know there are some people who who like having multi-projects going on at the same time, who like being busy, who like, you know, who like having their brain energized and you're thinking of different projects. That's fine. If you're one of those people, that's fine, but I want you to find ways to work smarter and not harder, and always find ways to put systems in place that's gonna allow you to be more effective, all right? Number five, learn to delegate. Learn to work with a team of people that you can trust, that you can give them your ideas and and trust them enough to know that they will execute them the way that they have to be executed. And the best way to do that is by hiring and finding the right people to put around you, finding the right team. Delegation is a sign of leadership. It's a sign that not only that you trust people around you, but it's a sign that you can steward other people around you and that you don't always have to feel like you have to do everything yourself. And our bonus tips were give yourself a break between projects. Don't jump from project to project. And finally, busy doesn't always mean productive. All right. So today let's stop being busy and let's start being productive. So those were my tips on how to stop being overwhelmed and what I do in my personal life to help me stop being overwhelmed with everything I have going on with my work and of course with personal life and my personal projects. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's solo episode. If you've been blessed, don't forget to subscribe to today's episode. Don't forget to head over to iTunes and rate and review Passion, Purpose, Impact so that more people can find the show. And finally, if you like what you're listening to, please share it with a friend or a family member and help this be a blessing in their life as well. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on social media at Angie Toussaint. That's A-N-G-E-T-O-U-S-S-A-I-N-T. Yes, I have to spell the last name. And yes, I spell the first name because it's not Angie. It's Angie without an I. And of course, the website is the same thing, www.angetoussaint.com. So thank you so much for listening to today's Fashion Purpose Impact episode. Until next time, have a good one. <music>